Welcome to In the Spotlight, a regular podcast from the Witham, Barnard Castle's Community Arts Centre. Hello and welcome along once again. Stuart Laundy here with In the Spotlight, the weekly podcast from the Witham Community Arts Centre here in good old Barnard Castle, County Durham. We're talking the Beatles this week, or at least we're talking the songs the Beatles gave away uh, as they form the basis of a show that's coming to the Witham next month. It's been brought by Bob Harris and Colin Hall. Colin will be along in a couple of minutes to chat more about the show. Coming up a bit later on, we've got Jane Woodward, who will be along to tell us what's coming up in the next few days and the next few months, and something with a Strictly uh, <coughs> connection in amongst all that lot. But to kick off, here is one of the aforementioned songs that the Beatles, or at least Lennon McCartney, wrote for Billy J. Kramer. This is Bad To Me. If you ever leave me I'll be sad and blue Don't you ever leave me I'm so in love with you The birds in the sky would be sad and lonely if they knew Left me crying, they'd be sad Don't be bad to me But I know you won't leave me Cause you told me so And I've no intention of letting you go Just as long as you let me know You won't be bad to me So the birds in the sky won't be sad and lonely Cause they know that I've got my one and only They'll be glad you're not bad to me But I know you won't leave me Cause you told me so of letting you go Just as long as you let me know You won't be bad to me So the birds in the sky Won't be sad and lonely Cause they know that I've got my One and only they'll be glad You're not bad to me So on Tuesday, October the 3rd, we've got a show coming to the Witham, which is Bob Harris and Colin Hall and the songs the Beatles gave away. And I'm delighted to say that one half of the duo joins me for this week's In the Spotlight podcast. Colin Hall, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, Stuart. Thank you very much for inviting me to talk to you. I, um, um... I think the best thing to do is just explain to us what, uh, what the show's about. Well, um, Bob and I are uh, long-time friends and um, it's the... The show is really about two two blokes who have a mutual appreciation of the Beatles, talking about the Beatles and their um, their association over a program that we did together called "The Songs the Beatles Gave Away" that I later developed 
uh, into a book that went on sale last year detailing these 26 songs that the Beatles wrote as the Beatles, John and Paul as the Beatles, um, for other artists that were not uh, recorded by the Beatles themselves. They gave to other artists. So it's like a little, um, uh, you know, like, it's like a separate songbook uh, of material that, that the, the boys had. Uh, that they didn't record themselves or they didn't release commercially. Does it come yeah. as a surprise to many people to realise that they they wrote or that they gave they gave their songs away to other artists? Because I think the impression is that the Be the Beatles were a very self contained unit for the years that they were together. I think I think it does to younger uh, listeners, you know, to to folk <laughs> in a, an advanced stage of maturity, as myself and Bob. <laughs> It, it, it doesn't, because we remember, you know, we remember artists such as Billy J. Kramer and Silla Black and um, and and uh, the foremost people like this. We remember them from the 60s because they, they were chart-topping artists. Um, but for younger people, the, these are unknowns. Yeah. And so I think it, it does come as a surprise that there were these records, Peter and Gordon, you know, have number one hits with songs written by John and Paul that they could well have turned into number ones for themselves. Was it a case of artists coming to them and saying, can you write for us? Or was it a case of um, Lennon and McCartney coming up with a uh, coming up with a song and thinking it's perhaps not quite right for us, but we think it'll be good for Scylla Black, for example? Well, I think it was a bit of both, a bit of both. In the very early days, I think it was Brian Epstein, the manager, of the Beatles, who having got the Beatles going and realizing one of the things that appealed to Brian, and he realized that he could um, uh, exploit, if you like, was the fact that he, he, two of the boys in the band, John and Paul, uh, had a gift for writing songs. And he, like most uh, managers in those days, knew that most musical artists had a limited lifespan uh, as hit material. You know, most artists in those days, two, three, maybe four years as, as chart artists. So he was looking, uh, as most artists were, to what are they going to do when they're no longer making the charts? And one of the questions that the Beatles would always get asked right from the word go is, what are you going to do when the bubble bursts? And so for John and Paul, he realized that there was a future as songwriters. So um, he was he was looking towards that. And he knew, therefore, that it would be very helpful to them if their name, Lennon and McCartney, was already out there uh, as, as songwriters, separate to uh, the Beatles imprint so it would be good for them if they they'd become known as songwriters so when he's developing his stable of artists who he's plucking from the clubs of liverpool you know uh, billy j kramer uh Scylla black tommy quickly the foremost well he's got a an in-house team of songwriters lennon and mccartney and so he's going to them and they've got songs from when they were young, much younger, uh, you know, even quarry men, 
the group they were before the Beatles, they've got songs they've written, and they they want to write, they want to record their new songs. So they've got some songs which they think, well, these are, these are good enough, maybe not good enough for the Beatles anymore, but um, um, hello, little girl, you know, love of the loved. We can give these to these artists that Brian's got. Yeah. And uh, they uh, took them into the charts. Did they write them throughout their Beatles career or are they from uh, the early part, the middle part or the later part? Well, um, initially they're going to be songs um, for instance, with the foremost, John had written Hello, Little Girl, possibly one of the very first, if not the very first song that he wrote in 1957. He thinks this is a song that he can actually show with Paul, Hello, Little Girl, in, in its initial, in, in its first um, form. It's very Buddy Holly-ish. But he thinks it's one that he can share with Paul, and it gets it kick, helps to kickstart. Um, Paul had written one called "I Lost My Little Girl," and they share these songs, and it kickstarts that songwriting partnership. But years later, uh, he he's going to gift this to to the foremost. I think he tried it with Jerry and the Pacemakers, but they they were already on the way. But um, so yes, that one or two come from the past, but. They, they are. They've got songs like "Like Dreamers Do" was a very early one. You know that they um, that they record for Decca um, to try and get a recording contract for Decca, and that will go to the Applejacks. But they will custom write. So bad to me uh, was one John wrote specifically for Billy J. Kramer with Billy J. Kramer's singing voice in mind. Yeah. And that's a cracking song that he gives to Billy J. Kramer. So the show that you're bringing uh, on tour mm. this autumn, it it strikes me as if it's kind of like a, a, a live documentary. It, it is. It is. And it, it, I would I think that's a really great way. Um, I, I must remember that, actually. That's a great phrase. I'm going to use that. <laughs> they have to be ten percent. All right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll put a contract in the post. <laughs> but um, no, uh, it, it, yeah, that's true. And what we're blessed with is that we did a documentary. I think it was in 2009. It could have been 2010 um, for BBC Radio Two, and we interviewed. Sir Paul, we interviewed Sir George Martin, Silla Black, um, Billy Hatton out of the foremost, Jackie Lomax, um, Billy Jay, and we interviewed these artists, uh, songwriter Paul, <laughs> and we're able to tap into some of their comments. And so they join us, if you like, temporarily on stage. Um, and um, through their, their recorded comments, and we've got little clips of songs that we can use um so yes it it is it's very much two gentlemen talking about the songs and and a little in interjections every now and then from the people they're talking about step inside love let me find you a place where the cares of the day will be carried away 
by the smile on your face We are together now and forever Let me turn down the light Coming out of the cold Rest your head on my shoulder And love me tonight I'll always be here If you should need me Night and day Step in See me again For I know in my heart You will not be apart And I'll miss you till then We'll be together now and forever Come my way Step inside love And stay Step inside Hi, this is Stacey from The CAF, and you're listening to In The Spotlight, The Withams Podcast. And this week we're talking to Colin Hall about the songs the Beatles gave away, such as that one, that was Scylla Black, of course, and Step Inside Love, written by Lennon and McCartney. Uh, the songs the Beatles gave away form the basis of a, a show that uh, Colin's bringing to The Withams with his old mate Bob Harris at the beginning of October. Do, would you say you need to be something of a Beatles aficionado to get the most out of this show, or does it have a, a more general appeal to your basic music fans? Well, I think it does have a, a general appeal because it's about the art of songwriting. It's about um, a period in history, the sixties. If you like, if you like good music, I, I think it has a general appeal because it's about the art of songwriting. It's about um, a period in history that won't, I think ever, well, it can't be repeated. It cannot be repeated. And I think it it takes the audience back to that golden age uh, of British music, when British music dominated the world, British artists dominated the world music scene in a way that I, I, you know, I'd love to think we, I mean, I know we do still have artists who are extremely popular around the world, but for a brief moment, particularly in the early 60s, you know, the sound of Liverpool in particular, the Mersey sound, but our show is about the entire 60s because John and Paul, particularly Paul, kept gifting songs that he'd written, you know, like... Come and get it to bad, bad, bad finger. Uh, goodbye to Mary Hopkin, which are going to go into the charts around the world. And um, so, it, it, yeah, I think it paints a picture of that golden decade. 
So I, I do think it has a, an appeal beyond. And so far in shows that we've done, we are getting people um, who, who are not being wheeled into the theatre by their grandchildren. <laughs> you know, we're getting a wider audience than that. And what's what's your own connection to the Beatles? Obviously, you're a Liverpoolian. Um, oh yeah, I'm not. I'm not so sure um, whether you're a, a, a contemporary of uh, Lennon McCartney or uh, you came a few years after that. But um, what's what, what's your association with it all? Well, I'm a 49er, so um, you know, born in 1949. So definitely, uh, you know, a few years after John and Paul. But I grew up in the 60s, so you know, I was able to go to the cavern didn't quite catch the Beatles at the cavern but that next generation of groups but I, I was certainly aware of the Beatles as a teenager growing up in Liverpool and so I, I guess my major claim to association with the Beatles is 20 years of looking after John Lennon's former home in Liverpool where he lived with his auntie Mimi. I worked for the National Trust um, looking after John's house on behalf of the trust in Yoko Ono Lennon. And my wife Sylvia uh, for 10 years looked after Sir Paul's former home, 24thland Road. And uh, on a daily basis, we'd show visitors from around the world and talk to them about uh, John and Paul's houses, which is, of course, where they would meet and um, and spend time learning songs to play with the Quarrymen, their first group. And and also, um, I'm a, a friend of Colin Hampton, uh, the drummer in John's original group, the Quarrymen. And I grew up in Walton in Liverpool, yeah. which is where John lived and where the Quarrymen first played at the church fate. Well, they didn't first play at the church. But what I mean is, it's the church fate in Walton where John and Paul first met. Yeah. And um, and as a little lad, I went to the church fate. I don't remember much about it, truth be told. But um, I was there. One last question, I think. Um, is there anything left to find out about the Beatles? Do, Beatles? Do we do we know everything there is to know about the Beatles? Do you think? I personally think we do. I think we do. But you know, like in the news. Yesterday or today, I can't remember because they all merge into one to me. They're they're searching for Paul McCartney's uh, Hofner base and, and what have you and all of this. So they're still capable of making the news, and there's always something they reckon they've got to find. And Paul recently found those beautiful photographs of nineteen um, sixty three sixty four the roles of films that he um, photographs that he'd taken from the epicenter the eye of the storm you know so there's always something that you you can find or they can find and we'll find but i don't think there's too much more um but they'll always make news and and People want to know. It's there's an insatiable, insatiable uh, desire for for knowledge about them. When I was at the house houses, it was incredible. Those those minibuses full of people coming four times a day to John's house were full. Incredible. 
Well, we look forward to welcoming you to the Witham on Tuesday, October the 3rd. Colin, it's been an absolute pleasure and we'll see you soon. Yeah, well, I'm looking forward to coming. Yeah, it'd be great. I'm looking forward to it very much. Thank you you. for letting me speak to you. Thank you. So the songs the Beatles gave away with Bob Harris and Colin Hall comes to the Witham on Tuesday, October the 3rd. Full details are on the website, www.thewitham.org.uk and tickets are available now. Hi, this is Tabby from The Cafe and you're listening to In The Spotlight, The Witham's podcast. So it's that time again in the podcast where we welcome Jane Woodward. How are you doing, Jane? I'm all right, Stuart. What about you? Yeah, good. I'm going off on a boat this weekend. I'm in, I'm in perfect harmony with myself. You are. You seem very jolly. Absolutely, absolutely. So we're here to talk about what's coming up. And the first thing, before we get into the next week, um, we've got a bit of a Strictly thing coming on, haven't we? We it, have, yes. Are you a Strictly fan? Uh, no, I don't actually watch Strictly Come Dancing, but I believe it's starting again this weekend. Well, uh, apparently so. I'm a bit of a Strictly widower. Widower? Widow? Widower. Um, Nyla, my missus, um, absolutely loves it. Never misses a second of it. And she subjects me to that thing that's on every night as well. It strictly takes two or something like that. That's <laughs> Monday to Friday. I just, I just retire out of the room, to be honest. Oh. But enough of that. Because who have we got coming with a Strictly connection? We have Tommy Blaze, who is the voice of Strictly Come Dancing. Ah, yeah. now, now, to me, that is the best thing about Strictly, is the band. Yes, he's been a lead singer with the band for 20 years. All right, so he's uh, striking out on his own. When when when's he coming to sing to us? He's coming on Thursday, the sixth of June, and he's going to be singing songs and telling stories about the legends he's worked alongside. Do you think we're going to get a bit of backstage gossip? I think we might. Yeah. I think we might. So Strictly fans need to get tickets. It's on sale now. Mind you, the way the tabloids hover around Strictly, there can't be that much backstage gossip goes on that doesn't get into the papers. Um, I was, we were just chatting before. I mean, Sean Walsh, he had his 15 minutes of infamy as a result of a, of, of a little incident on Strictly a couple of years ago. Oh. Made a very funny show when he came afterwards as well. Anyway, he's on soon and he's sold <laughs> he out again. He is, so there. he might so, mention it, yeah. <laughs> so we've got Tommy Blaze, is that his name? Tommy Blaze, yes. Excellent, should be interesting. It should be. So get your tickets now. Right. Now then, what have we got coming up in the next few days? We have on Wednesday, the 20th of September at eight o'clock, uh, comedy with Andy Parsons. Ah, I was chatting to Peter with uh, Peter Dixon about this the other week. And uh, I, re- I remember when Andy Parsons was, a, was one of the bright new things of the, 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 mm. the, the new wave of comedians and stuff like that. But he's not anymore like the rest of us. He's getting on a bit and he's been around a bit. Mm. Should be good though. It should be, and uh, I don't think there's many tickets left. Mm. So um, anybody that wants a ticket, you have to go through the Funny Way to Be website. Right. Okie dokie. That's funnywaytobe.com. Yes. So that's uh, Wednesday the twentieth. What, what have we got coming up next weekend? We have uh, a musical weekend starting with Royal Northern Symphonia on Saturday the 23rd of September at 6 o'clock. Ah, that's more up your street than mine, I think, a bit of classical stuff. Yes, yes. This is one of four concerts they're doing for the 23-24 season and it features a bassoon quartet, oboe mm. quartet and clarinet and string quartet and they're finishing off with Vorjak's American Quartet. My sister, when she was young, learned to play the clarinet and that's put it put me off it for life. <laughs> <laughs> she got very good at it, but it took an awful lot of practice. <laughs> it's always the same when you start with an instrument, it, yes. Absolutely. And, and we didn't live in the biggest of houses. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw a sanctuary in the shed sometimes. Did you play an instrument? Um, I started off playing the piano, 
when I was young. My mum got, we had a piano in the house and my mum learned to play and then I learned to play a mm. bit. Mm. But um, it was around the same time that I decided I was going to be opening the batting for England at cricket as uh. well. So, so the piano went to, went by the by, unfortunately, yeah. as did the yeah. cricket. <laughs> <laughs> I never quite made the dizzy heights. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But no, the uh, Royal Northern Symphony, it sounds smashing. Yes, yes, that's the new partnership with the Witham, so definitely looking forward to that one. Excellent, and, and then, then finally on Sunday the 24th. Yeah, the following day at 2 o'clock, so an afternoon concert, we've got Barnard Castle Community Choir. That's our first concert at the Witham, and they're performing Sing, Sing, Sing. Ah, yes, now we talked about this in one of our earlier podcasts with uh, the, the choir's director who also does the, uh, the community orchestra, Annette Butters. Yes. Um, so if you scroll back down uh, series one of uh, the podcast, you'll find more details in there and have a listen to what uh, Annette has to say about it all. But it should be a good fun afternoon, I think. It will. Very lighthearted. They do pop, classical, musical, theatre and folk. So something they, for everyone. Do you think they can find room for me in amongst that lot with my beautiful boys? Possibly. Possibly, Stuart. But you might have to audition, oh, maybe. Oh, well, maybe not. Mm. <laughs> so for all these wonderful events, where can we get tickets? By call in the box office, Stuart. Mm-hmm. On? 01833 Oh, you didn't have that written down this week, I did didn't. You? No, I didn't. <laughs> it's a good job you got it right. That's all right. <laughs> um, and if we go online, where can we, where, where can we get tickets online? www.thewitham.org.uk Exactly. Now, you say that by rote, you see. And then yeah, I'm all right with off. that one. Absolutely. It's a, it's a telephone number. I mean, who has a landline these days? <laughs> no, no. You know, I, I, can, I, I can't even remember my mobile number, never mind the landline. <laughs> I don't know. Excellent stuff. Sounds like a good week coming up. And nice to see you again. And you, Stuart. And we'll talk again soon. Okay, bye. So that's it for this week. Thanks, everyone, for joining us once again. I'll say cheerio and see you next time. And we're going to leave you with a Beatles classic. This is Paperback Writer. Paperback writer, writer. Yes, sir, oh, madam, will you read my book? It took me years to write. Will you take a look? It's based on a novel by a man named Lear, and I need a job, so I want to be a paperback writer.
Thanks for listening to In the Spotlight from The Witham, Barnard Castle's Community Arts Centre. Available on all major podcast platforms. So please give us a follow and leave a comment or listen online at www.thewitham.org.uk. We'll be back soon with another episode.